It is 520, and this is the KDLL Evening News for Friday, February 16th on 91.9 FM, Kenai Soldatna, listener-supported public radio for the central Kenai Peninsula. I'm Hunter Morrison. Thanks for tuning in. Coming up. Federal agencies reject the Alaska Department of Transportation's four-year plan for federally funded highway projects. But first, Cook Inlet Keeper, the Homer-based water conservation nonprofit, met this week to discuss two renewable energy bills in the Alaska State Legislature. The group of organizers and concerned citizens strategized a way to fight for these bills locally. 2024 is the year of energy for the Alaska Legislature. That's according to a presentation given at Cook Inlet Keepers Community Action Studio in Soldatna Thursday. Organizers highlighted the need for renewable energy efforts locally, citing the decades-long natural gas shortage in Cook Inlet. That's why we care about energy. It's all interconnected, and uh, I think it's a big part of our advocacy to be interested in this legislation that affects all of us. Josie Oliva is the nonprofit's energy organizer. It will impact us all directly every single day, whatever direction they choose. Hillcorp, Cook Inlet's primary producer of natural gas, says it cannot guarantee future gas contracts with utilities. Homer Electric Association, the Kenai Peninsula's main electric utility, has a contract with the gas producer that will expire this spring. While some lawmakers are looking for ways to increase Cook Inlet gas production, Oliva says this presents an opportunity to consider local renewable energy alternatives instead. But it also gives an opportunity that while these bills are currently in the legislature to make an impact and a change to where maybe we are not relying as heavily on the natural gas production to give us a supply of power. The group first discussed a bill that would allow Alaskans to purchase shares of community-owned solar farms not located on their property. Those with shares of the farms would benefit from the excess electricity generated, which would be sold back to utility companies. The bill would also require utility companies to have a community energy program that offers its members subscriptions for renewable energy. According to meeting organizers, HEA unsuccessfully attempted to implement a community energy program in the past. Ben Betger, Inlet Keeper's energy policy analyst, says HEA currently gets 84% of its energy from natural gas. If HEA builds, you know, its own solar farm and makes it makes it big, it doesn't need like the complicated subscription mechanism to finance it, and all the members get the benefits instead of just the subscribers. And uh, would, would HEA have less incentive to, to build its own solar farms if, uh, if the members who, who, who really, really want solar are all subscribing to, these, to mm-hmm. these other farms? The group also discussed a bill related to Renewable Portfolio Standards, or RPS. The bill would require Alaska utility companies to meet a 25% renewable energy goal by the end of 2027. The goal would then increase to 55% by the end of 2030 and 80% by the end of 2040. The renewable standard would include energy from wind, solar, hydropower, geothermal, and tidal outlets. If signed into law, the RPS would be enforced with a fine for every megawatt hour below the standard. 
As supply is expected to decrease, Betger says demand for natural gas will stay relatively consistent through the year 2040. He says natural gas costs are also expected to increase. We don't really need this more expensive gas, and uh, to, to reduce gas demand, we, we, need, we, need, we need a plan. We need to kind of fill the, fill, the, fill, fill the gap with the equivalent of renewable energy. Nikiski Republican Senator Jesse Bjorkman has expressed opposition to the bill. Oliva says supporters of the bill should tell their lawmakers, but also vote for pro-renewable energy HEA board candidates in this spring's election. I would say your utility elections are probably one of the most important elections you can be a part of that are not political, because like you are still choosing a representative in your community to, to discuss prices, to discuss how, where you're getting your energy, to discuss you know, various costs, and we need people who are going to be advocates for, for, for our needs. As of now, HEA has not commented on the bill. According to Inlet Keeper, other utility companies in the state have expressed support for the bill. Editor's note, Josie Oliva is a volunteer DJ and office assistant at KDLL. Federal agencies have rejected the Alaska Department of Transportation's four-year plan for federally funded highway projects. As KDLL's Riley Board reports, the Kenai Peninsula's most expensive transportation project, the Cooper Landing Bypass, shouldn't be affected, but other local work will need to be amended to move forward. Every four years, DOT submits a plan called a Statewide Transportation Improvement Program, or STIP, which outlines all of the state's federally funded highway projects. Alaska sent in its plan on January 19th. In a letter last Friday, the two federal transit authorities responsible for approving the plan said it was not appropriately developed and rejected the STIP. In 24 pages of comments, the agencies outline minor errors and major problems that DOT will have until March 1st to address. The proposal includes $5.6 billion in projects, the vast majority of which comes from the federal government and is dependent on approval of the STIP. In a House Transportation Committee meeting Thursday afternoon, DOT Commissioner Ryan Anderson said the agency was confident it could remedy the issues with the plan. Many of the federal complaints with the STIP are related to whether projects went through a local approval process, which Anderson characterized as a difference of opinion. And during an exchange with Kodiak Representative Louise Stutes, Anderson said DOT staff lacked experience putting together a STIP, something the department hasn't done since 2019. So just to be clear, most of the people that have been working on this were not experienced in putting together a STIP. Yeah, through the chair, Representative Stutes. Um, I would hesitate to say not experienced in putting together the elements of a STIP, but a brand new STIP. Yeah, we had a, we had a lot of new people. Yeah. Thank you. One significant Kenai Peninsula project included in the plan is the Sterling Highway Milepost 45 to 60 project, better known as the Cooper Landing Bypass. The new highway alignment will divert traffic around Cooper Landing up through the mountains and over Juneau Creek where the longest single-span bridge in the state is to be built. In July, DOT officials announced that the rising cost of the project was pushing the agency to seek outside sources of funding, like federal grants. The bypass isn't mentioned in the 24-page list of issues. 
And DOT spokesperson Shannon McCarthy says it's moving along satisfactorily. She says in November, the Juno Creek Bridge contract was awarded for $151 million, and that work on that part of the project should be in, quote, full swing this summer. McCarthy says there's no news on possible other sources of funding that will supplement the increased estimate for the overall project. She says depending on whether that comes in, DOT may have to complete some phases of the project back-to-back rather than at the same time, which could affect the overall completion date of the project. But some other Peninsula projects are listed in a category that federal agencies say DOT must clarify and improve, classified as Tier 2 findings. Anderson explained that process. The Tier 2 and Tier 3, and I, I discussed this with our FHWA Alaska Division Administrator this morning, those are things that we continue to work on, and we provide assurances that we're going to work together on those and get those completed, but they're not required for completing the step. One local project under this category would replace a failing culvert that brings water under Kalifornsky Beach Road and out to Cook Inlet. A comment from the feds suggests an issue with the funding source description and says the described timeline for design and environmental work on that project is unrealistic. They also offered comments on improvements to the Sterling and Seward Highway intersection, describing the proposed funding as underprogrammed and questioning a gap in the construction timeline. And a proposed plan to fix two Cooper Landing area bridges is critiqued for using emergency funding. The federal agencies say they don't see how it would be eligible for emergency relief. Anderson told lawmakers that DOT is fully focused on the STIP and will have meetings about the necessary revisions in the coming weeks. In Kenai, I'm Riley Board. That's all for tonight's KDLL Evening News. We had help from KDLL's own Riley Board. Find us online at kdll.org. I'm Hunter Morrison. Have a great weekend. Thank you.